1: Welcome to Pillow Talk with Mark and B, the podcast where we just talk. I'm your host, Mark, and joining me, B. Bea...
2: Hello, thanks for having me on your show.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't like doing intros, to be honest. I always let Eric do them. I always let you do them. When I do them, they're always sloppy and weird and feel like.
2: Uh... Why this is like your? We get to talk <laughs> about your thing. Yeah, it's no, like...
1: no. Uh, I am excited to talk about this episode, so we'll just move past that. I guess (laughs) it
2: is. It's in the past now.
1: Uh, We're talking about uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender. And Mm. we're, you know, we're going to give some spoilers, talk about a bunch of different things we like about it, some cool powers. It's like the best show. It's one of my favorite shows.
2: Yeah, honestly, it's much. Like the first time, well, actually the second time I ever heard about this, it was with you and my cousin, and you guys were literally crying on the couch watching <laughs> this, and then it was like, no, we got to go back at home and watch it. No, no, we, yeah, well, Kate, like, why do you need to wash your car? Can we go back home and watch Avatar? <laughs> yeah, wild. no, it was a great show.
1: Like, and uh, even as adults, I, I, I've only seen it as an adult, and I still really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah, no, it was it great. Yeah. Before we get into that, if anybody wants to reach us, feel free to email us at pillowtalkwithmarkandb at com. You can also find us on socials at pillowtalkwithmarkandb.
1: And if you want to support the show, you can go on to Patreon, throw us a dollar, Pillow Talk with Mark and B. There's also one time links in the description below where you can just do a, like a one time donation. Boop,
0: boop, boop, boop. Ching, ching, ching. That's All the day. money
1: leaving your account and entering ours.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> dun, dun, dun.
2: <laughs> so, Avatar. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it's a great show. Um, let's pull up the notes. <laughs> so, okay, yeah. So let's first talk about kind of the setting of Avatar. Um, one of the great things about this show is they build a fantastic world, and the world can, remains pretty consistent. But it also gets built, um, like, and you you as you go through the show, you learn more and more about the setting and how it all relates. And it it's very good world building. Um, so, basically, the world is kind of set in, like, a pseudo-Asian-style
2: landscape, you know? Yeah, like... Lots of old-man Asian mustaches, and, There's, like, like, little bits of, like, Thailand in there. There's little bits of, like, Vietnam in there. Yeah. There's little bits of, like, very Asian-centric.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the crop proper word for that would be, but, like, there's just, yeah, definitely, like, some Asian tones in it and well, stuff. Well,
2: that's kind of the whole thing, too, because it's all about, like, meditation and being, like...
1: Yeah, even like, uh, you know, so we'll get into it. So it's that kind of setting and there, you know, it's probably set in, I don't know what that Asian's medieval era would be mm-hmm. called. But, you know, they have swords and uh, bows and maybe they have the odd catapult, but eventually it does get a little crazier at the end. Um, but yeah, so it's kind of built around that kind of setting. But then you also have, you know, every, every world has... What makes it unique? What brings? yeah, like that.
2: every different town had its own vibe, yeah, to yeah, it. its yeah, own it was, weapons, its own, yeah, yeah, color, its own structure. Its <laughs> own, like, even
1: like somehow would have their own hairstyles. Yeah. and like yeah, yeah.
2: so it was very flavorful.
1: the The more you explored, you
2: just get more of this, like very unique world. There were so many different aspects, and yeah, they all yeah. somehow tied in together wonderfully. Yeah. like it wasn't weird that anything was weird. Yeah, no,
1: like very few things felt held out of place. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um but what makes Avatar special is there's the elements and there are what are called benders and you know, they have the ability to bend one of the four different elements. There's fire, earth, water, air. We'll get more into like powers maybe and how they work, but basically there's people who can bend these elements and, you know, some people to heat their tea could just warm their hand if you're a firebender if you're a firebender yeah or a waterbender you know is kind of splish splashing the water around and you know
2: yeah you can like take water from um like a a koi pond in the city you could take that water and then make ice and freeze somebody in place or like skate (laughs) on the ice or if they're like in the middle of the ocean you can just like turn what you're On into ice it's yeah like like,
1: it's cool watching the show because as they start their powers are very simple yeah you know and they learn and they grow so like the first powers are they're just trying to lift up water you know just lift it up but at the end yeah they're pushing massive tidal waves of like
2: power and it kind of of, goes through like how to strengthen each power and that's okay well first before we get into what that is can you give me uh airbending like an example of airbending uh, power? Airbending is just like you can create gusts of wind. So just
1: imagine that when you do like a, a push, there's actually like weight behind it. Yeah. You know, when you push your hands forward. Um. But yeah, you could then, you know, also move the air around. So if you're circulating your hands and you create pockets of air and you could, you know, they show them often riding on these po- like mm. air pockets and like kind of scooting and zipping around. Right, right. Yeah.
2: And then, last but definitely not least, in your eyes is earthbending.
1: Yeah, earthbending is pretty cool. It's just like you can just lift up boulders and toss, toss them. Like um, literally, use the earth to bend. Yeah, yeah, like dirt, stone, um, and like it, it's cool. Like you know, when you see like the different cities, even not only do you get this like Asian flair, you also get this like cultural flair because there are, are then four nations as we go more into the the setting. There are the four different nations, one for each element. So when you go into like an earthbender town not only will have they have this cool like asian vibe that's different than the next town over they also incorporate the earth bending into it so they're usually wearing greens or mm-hmm. you know some of the buildings are like literally made out of stone that you can tell is just erected just from the ground or like earth bent e- into
2: place mm-hmm. yeah
1: An impossibility without earth bending you know or like when you go into the water bending towns they're building so usually in the north and south pole so you'd have these massive ice fortresses set the only way to do it would be with like water bending construction
2: yeah Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah. Okay, so then tell me about the avatar.
1: Yeah, so the avatar is um, the only person who can control all four. And the avatar is basically like reincarnated. And the point of the avatar is to keep balance between the elements. Uh, One of the things about like this is it's very much like, yeah, you said meditation. Like the main character is a monk. So when you're going through this, you, you think like Middle Eastern monk you know how would they relate to the world around them but also the setting and all the elements very much like are tied together so it's the avatar's goal to make sure that everything's working not only the elements but also nature and also the spirit world. Yeah. And it's basically supposed to be this bridge before between the not only the spiritual world but also between the four elements so that, you know, nothing happens where keeps everyone at peace
2: and mm-hmm. harmony. Because and the
1: balance. thing, yeah, like if if you have too much water bending, maybe you water bend all the oceans away and it causes unbalance to the whole world, you yeah. know? Like, everything has to be kept in balance.
2: Right, right, right. Yeah. Okay, so then... <coughs> Can you uh, pass me the water, please? Is that... Have we covered the setting? So, basically,
1: there are, um, yeah, the four nations and with the Avatar... Like, they just basically reincarnates and just keeps going through oh, this yeah. cycle. And there are stories about Avatar throughout the histories, where you know one story is the Avatar who uprooted this tyrant who was trying to conquer the world, and then the next one.
2: And only one Avatar can be on the planet at a time.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like and when then one dies, then the next one is born again. And I don't think in there's like a
2: life. There they come from a different tribe, right? Water, earth. Yeah, where... yeah,
1: and that's the point of the Avatar too. Is they actually come, yeah, like from each tribe so then it cycles through so you know the the avatar is called the last airbender because he's an airbender so this avatar cycle is airbending and this is just like another way of like just showing like the the cycle of time even like you know sometimes things rise and fall and change but it's always in this like cyclical nature
2: yeah yeah it was i really really liked how they kind of included every included all of the elements in each like, each each city, all of the elements in each tribe, like, yeah. it's very, they're very much made out of the element, yeah. and use the element, and use it to their advantage, and Yeah, yeah. like, yeah. Um, for example, air tribes, there's, like, an air temple, and it is in the air. <laughs> yeah, it's, and like, on like this
1: cool, like, mountain peak or the whatever. The fire temples uh,
2: and shit. Another
1: airbending temple was pretty cool, it was, like, on down yeah then. basically it was an upside down so there was like a huge cliff face and a overhang and it yeah. was built in the bottom of that overhang but it's cool because like you know if you've seen that in real life you're like how the fuck you couldn't do that that's not practical but yeah. with bending you anything know anything is possible yeah you could bend you could also get the you could air bend those rocks and also like rock bend those rocks so you're using like you know pressure underneath with air and rocks and you can put them all in place and like yeah So it's really cool when that happens. But yeah, like the airbenders, um, like their cultures, they're all like, they're all very much like uh, seclusionist. And they all are very much like spiritual monks. Yeah. So you go to the different airbender temples and you get that vibe of that nation. Yeah. Um, Where when you go to like the earth kingdom, it's very much like... A lot of them are like uh, soil fields, you know, lots of them are farmers yeah. or like, uh, you go to their city and they're just like big megalithic cities made vines of vines
2: and things. Yeah, and yeah, trees are incorporated. And yeah, they, yeah, they incorporate nature in their buildings. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because you could just pick up a giant chunk of dirt with a tree in it and just relocate it and everyone's yeah. happy. Like Yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool uh yeah let's go into the story arc so basically the story of the show is you follow the main character who is the current avatar and he's Aang. um one thing to keep in mind about this show is it is a kid's show so this character Aang is 12 years old which is very nice like you see the you see him explore and uh I think he started out as eight. Maybe he did. Yeah, started
2: out as eight, and I think he was twelve when it all yeah. kind of wrapped up.
1: But I like these characters because they're they're all ch- children characters, but I feel like they're all believable characters. You see For some their shows, age, yeah. Yeah, like, where it's, like, there's no way that seven-year-old is actually like that or doing that, mm-hmm. you know? And you just can't buy into it. But, like, Aang, he struggles. He's this young boy. He sometimes struggles with
2: his anger, and then he has to, like, meditate or, you know, He was parenting like, himself. Yeah. So there, he, like, had to grow up faster, so it was a lot more believable. So I guess to start it out, how yeah. it started was there was these brother, this brother and sister. Their names are Katara and... Uh... Sokka. Sokka. Yeah. Um. They were, they're from the Water Tribe, and they were, whatever, hanging out, and then they came across the Avatar, who was stuck in this ice thing for a hundred years. Yeah,
1: just lost him. So
2: nobody had seen the Avatar for a hundred years, so everybody, but, like, yeah, so he showed up as this, like, eight-year-old kid. Yeah. So everybody's like, well, that's weird, like, you're supposed to save the world, and, like, Yeah, oh, yeah, whatever. a lot of
1: expectations, and, you know, of course, the whole, you as you learn, you know, the team assembles, so these two characters, or the the brother and sister, meet the Avatar, and then, you know, they all bond, and then go on an adventure, and we don't need to ruin the whole show, we can yeah. just give the main bit. But, uh, since the Avatar was gone and missing so long, like, he went missing during, like, uh, oh, when he went missing, the Fire Nation then, like, attacked, and started okay. conquering o- over, so then one Fire Lord, like, Zuko, he is traveling to, like, capture the avatar so like
2: because that's the one thing standing in the way of him taking everything
1: yeah yeah basically he's banished you know there's a very we'll we'll get into each character's story arc a little better in a sec but you know so at the beginning of the story you kind of get these children the Avatar's trying to learn his new powers he's an airbender but he needs to learn how to master all the other elements and like there's really like touching moments where you know he finds out that yeah He's been gone for 100 years, so he finds out all his family, all his friends, everything he knows is over. He's gone. Then he finds out that he has to f- kill the Fire Lord, and this Fire Lord guy that he has, you know, 100 years in the future yeah. is now conquering... The- and it's just, like, a lot of weight and responsibility for this, like,
2: boy. But he handles it great. Yeah, I think that he's, like... It's interesting because in some episodes, he very much has, like, tantrums. Sure, him, yeah. But yeah. it's really, like, you see the growth in each episode, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see... Um, Like the character development and all yeah. that kind of stuff, but yeah, there's like it makes sense for his age to have that kind of a tantrum. Yeah, but yeah. because of his meditation, Zen. Yeah, like what is they called monk thing? Yeah, yeah. He's like, no, no, no. I need to sit back. I need to check <laughs> myself. I need to meditate. Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very cool. So they go on a venture, and basically, Aang has to master all the elements before he fu- he kills the Fire Lord. Yeah. Um. Is essentially their plan it's so, the goal. Yeah. yeah so you know goal. you go through the seasons and one thing i really liked about going through and watching again is you know what episodes are like super important to watch mm. uh, i call them like world building episodes where you know like it might not be the most action oriented but like it's like this it sets key the scene. element that like really changes how you interact with this world it builds such a huge picture But they had so many of these. Like, I feel like every other one was, like, this huge new thing that you're learning. But never once did I feel overwhelmed with the knowledge of it all because it all fits so well together. So well.
2: You see it again. It, like, I needed to watch the next episode. Thing (laughs) like, I was hooked. It was so wild. (coughs) What was going to happen? Who was going to get hurt? Yeah. I had, like... I was, like, thoroughly attached to all of these characters in one way or another. That's
1: another crazy thing. Yeah, like, literally every character is fantastic. And I think... Fantastic in their own right. And I I think that's just, like, everyone can be so relatable, I feel like. Yeah. Um, And I don't know, since it's a children's show, maybe it's intentionally designed that way. You intentionally, like, they talk about, like, the however many different archetypes you put in a TV show to attract everyone to get engaged. But,
2: like, they did it very well. Very well. (laughs) Like, you weren't overwhelmed with characters. Each had their own thing that they brought to the table. Yeah, yeah. It, like,
1: reco- There were no useless characters where you're just like, yeah. why are you here? Yeah. Like, come Even on. Even if
2: some were for humor, it was like, holy shit, I love you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into the cabbage man <laughs> Oh, <after. laughs> no. uh, Yeah, let's talk. So, basically, that's the story arc, you know.
1: He has to go master the elements so he can go. Yeah.
2: You mean uh, battle the fire the
1: lord so then you can bring balance to the earth so they you know it can he- mend and the spiritual wellness is back so, to normal
2: while all struggling with typical eight-year-old ten-year-old problems there's girls <laughs> yeah. <Charles>, there's family <laughs> issues there's like yeah yeah sibling issues mm-hmm. if you will yeah uh
1: yeah like it's it's so cool how they go through like and tackle some of these issues because i seriously cry every other episode because it's just so yeah it's pretty emotional let's talk about the the, the main characters so um, okay
2: so let's go through like Let's talk about Aang, because obviously...
1: Yeah, yeah. Aang is super cool. He's just, like, this young, playful kid. Like, he just wants to be happy and, like, play on his air bending, And while he is a monk, like, it, that aspect, I feel like, was harder for him than my other monks. You know, they show him always being more playful with his other brothers uh, and sisters in the monkhood or whatever. Yeah. I don't know if there's sisters in the monkhood. Maybe there was. There had to have been. No, I don't know. Interesting. Whatever.
2: Um yeah very playful and he's like i feel like i remember his laugh consistently (laughs) yeah he's always laughing yeah he's got a pet appa
1: yeah which is like a flying bison um
2: oh let's talk about the pets because that's kind of in the setting
1: (laughs) yeah yeah the setting one of the cool things about the setting is uh they mix animals so yeah you got a flying bison which is it almost looks like a like a flying
2: squirrel and a bison i suppose yeah just like mixed.
1: yeah yeah or you know you got lion turtles which are obviously a turtle with a lion head on it you know and just a bunch of these cool cross mixed animals there's
2: otter penguins (laughs) there's uh eel hounds elephant koi sure yeah random random things but it just like Every time we'd see them, we'd be like, oh, cool.
1: Yeah. Uh, One thing that was funny and cool about just, like, the consistency of the setting was one time, you know, the one king had a bear. And then everyone was like, what do you mean a bear? What kind of bear? And then he's like, just a bear. And like, what? Because that bear was unique. Like, so it's not just that there are animals in that. And then there's also these other ones. It's like. There are, you know, obviously, that might just be
2: just a bear was like an odd thing,
1: an odd thing. Yeah, like, what the heck was that? Like, like that... <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Like, and, wild. you know, maybe it's like their Bigfoot, but no, whatever. It was just cool that like all their animals were like this cool, weird cross mix, you know?
2: Yeah. And those the flying bison, that is an airbender animal, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Like, uh, you know, everything's so spiritually tied. And I, I do like that. Like, I feel like whatever spirituality you have you do need to have that and i like that this show teaches that a lot Mm -hmm. just like you know there are things and there's a flow and if you upset some things it upsets the nature and the balance of it all and just yeah yeah so every like uh the firebenders they have uh dragons um basically it's at the beginning of time certain animals could use certain bending Mm. so you could have an air bison like who can use bending, but not all animals bend. Like it's pretty rare. Right. I can only think of the four, essentially. Interesting. No, only three. Um, but so dragons, they can breathe fire, and then they taught the humans how to fire bend. And right. the air bend, the the, the buffalos or whatever, the flying bison, they taught the airbenders how to air bend. And then those like, uh, what were they called? Rat moles, maybe.
2: Oh yeah, well, the badger moles.
1: Badger moles, yeah. Yeah. They taught the the yeah yeah yeah.
2: Right. What yeah. about water bending?
1: The the moon and the oh right sun. No, the moon and
2: I think just the moon. Just the moon and that girl.
1: Yeah. Hmm.
2: Um. And then the other one that he had was Momo.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was like a lemur. Yeah, lemur, lemur monkey. And yeah, so lemur. No, what was it? Yeah. Hmm.
2: And these animals are there forever. Like they're buddies, yeah. and they kind of watch each other's backs, and they're there <laughs> throughout the whole show. Yeah, so they're get pretty, pretty cute. attached to these guys. Yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah, Aang, his struggle is basically, him basically overcoming world. having to save the world, you yeah. know. And, you know, as the day approaches, um, you know, he's, he's a pacifist. He doesn't even eat meat. He's a vegetarian, and everyone is telling him he has to kill the Fire Lord. Because, like, now at this point, things have really escalated. It's not just this mere kind of conflict. It's a whole, like, he's destroying the world with, yeah. like, this, like, huge comet that's coming on this specific day, so and there's really, a deadline. And
2: really, really, tried not killing him.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, we're gonna spoil it, because might as well, like, because it's okay. cool, like, whatever, it's a fucking 20-year-old show. <laughs>
2: Spoiler alert, if you don't want to watch it, or if you don't want it now, stop yeah. this now, go <laughs> watch it and come back.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, so he, he, one of the things about the Avatar is you can connect with your past lives so he connects with his past lives and he tries to find the answer with all them and some tell him he has to kill the tyrant others are like they all basically kind of yeah show him what's what like yeah yeah and he's just like he can't quite do it yeah so when the moment comes it was it was so cool because you never seen it coming i bet you didn't know what was going to happen and that was always so cool about it uh, you know, he's battling the Fire Lord, and he can go into this avatar state where, you know, he becomes more powerful because all, all the reincarnations are living through him and stuff. So, you know, he's battling and then finally beats the Fire Lord after some huge battle or whatever. And when the moment comes to finally kill him, he's like, no, I can't do it. So then he, like, releases him from his, like, rock trap, and he's just like, I'm not, I can't do it. Yeah. And, of course, then, naturally, the Fire Lord, like tries to strike yeah. him
2: again. Yeah,
1: and at that point, you're like, okay, of course, now Aang's gonna now like have to, to kill him. him like, he's just like, so it's you know. But no, like, so he traps him once again, and he does, like, this, like, cool move where thumb he just thumb on, on the head. forehead, and then sh- he learns he can take people's powers away.
2: Boom. So yeah. the most evil god in the world no longer has his powers. Yeah,
1: and it's just such a crazy plot twist where it's just, like...
2: It's such a peaceful, like, true-to-character Yeah, like, true to it, character yeah it
1: was nice watching him not have to break his principles. And that was, like... That's the thing about it, too. Like, these characters, they have these principles, and they're so good character. They try to stick by. I'm sure you mess up, but they get back to it.
2: And I find that, again, because it's, like, children, mm-hmm. it's, like... Yeah, you Mm -hmm. can do that. Like, it's not that difficult. Yeah. And
1: and this is... There was a very good solution, too. Because it's a children's show, you don't want to show violence necessarily. You don't want to teach that kind of thing, you know? Um, So it's super cool watching that. Even just, like, having the Fire Nation as adversaries is such a cool way to um, have bad guys in a children's show. Because you need to have clear bad guys. Yeah, But also you can't have just, like... Overwhelmingly evil bad guys, because you can't just introduce that to children. You can't, you can't yeah. introduce some concepts yeah. to children like that.
2: Well, and even how they did some of the bad guys, Yeah, I was hooked on that storyline. Sure, sure, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: but firebending, basically firebending, they, like, you know, when Aang first learns how, he ends up burning his friend. Because fire is volatile, right. and fire brings destruction. But it also brings, like, this, like, create like creation aspect where it's like, yeah, you could cook meat with it. Now you can forge steel with it. It's beautiful. It's warm. There's life there. There's energy.
2: Yeah. It's not all a negative thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's how you use that energy. That's important. Essentially kind of thing.
2: Yeah. There's some people throughout it. It's just like, I'll never fire bend again. And it's like, no, no, you have to use your talents because that's what you have. Yeah. You just need to learn how to use it properly.
1: Yeah. And this was another great thing. Like, so there are airbenders, or, you know, there's all the benders and then there's non benders. But even non benders are super cool in this show. There's some great non benders, and like.
2: The, Let's talk about the yeah, next like, guy. Let's talk about Sokka.
1: Sokka. He's a great non bender. Uh, so that's the one brother, one of the three main characters, essentially. So he's for, there the
2: entire time. He's
1: there from the beginning, episode one. But yeah, so his sister's a waterbender, and he's not. And his dad's a warrior, and his dad left when he was young and, you and know, went to day go. day
2: one, he's, like, nine years old and yeah. said, like, I'm going to defend the city yeah. with all of these adults. and like- Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, but then his dad had to go fight the Fire Nation and left or whatever, so then, like, you know, he was left behind. And he always felt bad about that, but then it, eventually he runs into his dad and... You know, he's like, no, I left you there because I needed a man there. Yeah. But like, even the way they bonded, it was so nice. There's like, this
2: one scene yeah. where it's like, okay, men, get into positions, and then he Sokka kind of stands there and he's like, well, where should I go? And yeah. he's like, I told you, men, get into positions. And yeah. Then he was like, oh, and I was like, yeah. but even
1: that, like, so during war, you think like only benders would be at war, but no, there's non-benders too and stuff being useful. Like, I feel like the non-benders didn't get shafted. There's a lot of cool non-benders and.
2: And the he point wasn't different division. skills the, it.
1: The point of this show is not division, yeah, right. is the thing. I feel like everything's supposed to work in unison, and we can all get along, and, like, you know, anyways. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so he didn't have bending, uh, but he was, like, super clever, uh, funny, witty. But also, eventually, he becomes a master swordsman, and that was a very cool story arc. Mm-hmm. But just watching the different characters, like, develop where this is where he was, and now he's, like, becoming this great leader... And, and then uh, there was even
2: some, like, humility that needed to be learned. Because sure. he was trying to overcompensate as a warrior. And then he had come across these, like, female warriors. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. Ass, and then he had to go go crawling back and, like, yo, can you teach me?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: then even the friends that he made throughout the show that kind of connected to just him. And yeah. then they were around for Aang, who was, like, obviously, like, oh, you're with the Avatar. But, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Sokka who, like, you know, connected yeah. the dots. Yeah.
1: Yeah, very cool character. Like, just he funny too. He yeah, had his hilarious. boomerang, and he fucking has this boomerang. He throws it multiple times, and he's like, "Yeah,
2: it's gonna come back." And yeah, and then when he needed <laughs> it to, it did. Fucking comes back. Yeah, fucking so comes funny. Back. And then um... he's like constantly bickering with the animals like, sure, I mean, like yeah animals yeah yeah like, he's just, like always <laughs> on the sidelines bickering with the the lemur
1: yeah the le- lemur monkey or whatever
2: yeah uh great character great story arc yeah he, yeah like great development in the end
1: yeah what i like about him is like he's the perfect of bend- example of like non-benders being useful like just because you don't have bending doesn't mean you can't be something awesome
2: he was very much commander in that yeah like their circle Yep. Sure. And it like he was the in that coming up with the plans and, and like big deal. The only one who's not bending, being like, "Hey, benders, go do this, yeah, do yeah, that, yeah. do this." Yeah, it was good. It was, yeah, it was really cool. good. Then uh, we have his
1: sister Katara. Yeah, Um yeah, she was like you know, fourteen year old girl, and she's very motherly and caring and stuff. So um,
2: they like the Firebenders had affected their tribe because when they were kids, um the Firebenders had gone to their tribe and was like, "Where's the Waterbender? I know that there's a Waterbender here." So their mom had sacrificed herself. And she was like, I'm the waterbender. But turns out Katara was the waterbender. Aww.
1: Yeah, didn't So know that. she
2: saved, uh, like, so now she was, like, the waterbender of their tribe. They could, the story, or the, like, you know, family can continue on, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But she wasn't, like, there was nobody to show her how to do any of that. So when yeah. she met Aang, she was very much, like, yeah, like just trying to young, splash waters around. Mature, yeah, yeah. <laughs> really trying to like, ha ha ha, I can do this. But then Aang instantly got it better. So there was some like humility work with her. There was some maturing with her that happened. I didn't like how... So like throughout the, the, the show, she obviously gained more and more abilities, whatever. But there was this one episode where she went from, I'm so excited to learn from Aang. I'm so excited to you're a master waterbender.
1: In like the course of like a week. Yeah. yeah. And like you can almost explain this stuff away to like Yeah, I thought I think it was silly too. You can almost explain it away to like Avatar feel like everything happens for a reason in that universe. You yeah. know? So then, like, you put the powerful people together. She was going to naturally be powerful. She just needed to learn the one or two basic breathing techniques, maybe. Right. But either way, yeah, it was weird. Like, that was the one character shift that was all of a sudden like, whoa, what just happened there? The
2: only character the shift. The
1: only one, I think, that was really, like, that happened too sudden, too quick. I don't know.
2: There was one more character shift that I was like, wait, what the fuck? What? But we'll get to okay. it.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, she was cool. She kind of, you know, kept the group together, made sure that every everything was, like... Yeah. held together, There was chemistry
2: between her and Aang, yeah. kind of from day one, but I liked that they didn't, like, there was like some jealousy here and there, yeah, or whatever, yeah, yeah. but like the story was not, it, they were friends, kind of, throughout the
1: whole yeah. thing. Yeah, and I do like that, because once again, it's a children's show, so, like, you know, you just want to introduce concepts at the right time, and...
2: Yeah. She is also a healer.
1: Yeah! Yeah, and it's cool, like, so, the, you can do different bending in different ways, so her special bending was, like, it's a super rare ability, okay. where you can use the The water and naturally water is healing, and you're made of water, so you know maybe she's.
2: I'm not not very. I'm not a
1: healer bender. I don't know how she does it, but it's cool. She learns how to do that.
2: Yeah, super cool. Yeah, um, yeah, I liked her.
1: Yeah, I think out of all my character, out of all the characters, she's my least favorite. But also, I think she's so essential and so useful. I think that she's not my
2: least favorite. I think the next one that we talk about, Toph. Okay. I think that's my least favorite.
1: Interesting. Yeah, I could see that. It's just sure. like
2: irritating as shit. Hmm. <laughs> but like worth it. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, let's talk about Toph. She's pretty cool. Apparently not.
2: So she came in like halfway. Yeah. She's blind. She ran away from her parents because her parents didn't think that she could do anything. But she was an earthbender. They were trying to protect her. She was like, no, I'm yeah. eight years old and I can live on my own. Yeah, blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah. So she, starts, she finds them... There's, like, a little bit of, like, tension at first. But then she's like, no, I should join you guys. We should yeah. do this together. And then it all kind of worked out. Throughout the old... Like, I thought it was really cool. And this does really shift kind of, like, the whole nature of bending. It just adds a whole yeah. new element to it. Yeah. She had been captured one day. And she was a very powerful bender. And she figured out how to metal bend. Yeah. Which was the first time that ever came up. I was yeah. really and shocked. Yeah, and then all of
1: a sudden you can just fucking bend metal. Wild. Yeah. There... Uh, for those who don't know, there is a season like, or like a series two called Avatar Legend of Korra. And in that metal bending is like super predominant. Yeah, like, and,
2: like Toph has gone out and trained commanders and <laughs> yeah, stuff yeah. who have trained other people on how to yeah, metal bend.
1: It's super cool. Yeah, that's one cool thing about all the powers when we get into them. Like, there's it just the way that you can use the different powers for not just like fighting styles. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: it's so cool um so yeah tough. I like she's just young she yeah. always refers to uh Aang as what uh like little guy or yeah just like a condescending thing <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah like but you Shrimp can tell that some. she's
2: like projecting because she's tiny yeah like, she's just a little
1: tiny girl yeah yeah it's just
2: like unnecessary I think <laughs> but whatever yeah she's very <clears> much <throat> like the annoying little sister yeah yeah,
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: Good character in itself, but annoying
0: to me.
1: Sure, fair enough. Yeah, she's cool. I think, uh... I kind of, I think I just kind of like her attitude with life because she's just so laid back and just like, yeah, fuck it, true. whatever.
2: Whatever like, comes, we'll just deal with it.
1: Yeah, yeah, very much just like, I don't need much, I'm just gonna...
2: Go with the flow, <laughs> yeah, just, chill. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's kind of like the four main characters. And then, uh...
2: It's a solid group.
1: Yeah, it's pretty cool. They go
2: through a lot. And you almost need the extra, like, the added personalities for the different elements of, like, contention and stress and to bring all of the drama out so that you've got, like, character traits to build on and work on. Yeah. And that's, again, like, every single episode had some sort of story arc where they were, like... Trying to be a better person. Whether yeah. it was being jealous, whether it was being humble.
1: yeah, it was basically either a world building episode or like a, a a character arc episode essentially where and either a character they're...
2: improvement yeah arc yeah
1: where episode. they're I, seriously drastically changing and improving the character doing something dramatic with their story arc or it's like this crazy world building setting where all of a sudden they introduce fucking metal bending or yeah. now you introduce the spirit world or whatever
2: yeah yeah
1: yeah
2: um, okay so then which leads us to
1: Kind of the main bad guys. Like, yeah, you see the Fire Lord; he's the main bad this guy. Is the
2: protagonist is that what they call it? Uh,
1: protagonist is the hero. Antagonist, Antagonist I think, is the villain. Uh, <coughs> the, yeah, the Fire Lord is the big bad, but you don't see his face until like the last episode or two or whatever. You know, he's always like that big,
2: the big guy you never big, see.
1: Big, big guy in the background. He's yeah, got everybody you never working seen. for him. Yeah, <laughs> but so you have his son, who is Prince Zuko, and then his brother, or Prince Zuko's uncle. Uncle Iroh. Iro. So Iro. these two, you know, the Prince Zuko was banished from the kingdom, and the only way for him to regain his honor is to do yeah, something he crazy. he like,
2: disrespected his dad in front of everybody. Yeah,
1: like, not a big deal, but, like, serious banishment, like, um...
2: Well, when you're not in Western cultures, you don't disrespect him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know?
1: Might as well, seppuku himself <laughs> there. Um, yeah, and then he had his uncle with him, and the uncle was a great character, just, like, an old, wise sage, and he was basically oh. always cracking, like... Well, if you won't, don't boil the leaf, you won't get the tea or Yeah, you know, like just whatever.
2: random life metaphors. <laughs> yeah, always yeah. had tea. Like anything could be better with tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tea was the solution. Yeah,
1: and then, yeah, he was just always happy and like uh, trying to look for the best in everything and stuff. And basically, he was tempering this fiery boy who was just like driven by hate... Maybe not hatred, but driven like, by, like, uh, well, like, a passion that is needs to be contained in a different way and redirected and, like...
2: And it was interesting watching that story arc because uh, Uncle Iroh had lost his son and he had kind of, like, when Zuko got banished, he kind of took him on. Yeah. But it was very much, like, he seemed angry and hurt. Well, no, angry at the beginning, revenge, um, distaste, like, just, like, utter, you know, filth for the Avatar. Like, you yeah, don't want yeah. that... But then it kind of turns out that he was, you know, he obviously had abandonment issues. Yeah, there's He was just, like, things. really hurting and wanting to be accepted. And this whole time, Uncle Iroh had done that. Yeah. And so I liked that story arc personally because it was very much, like, you don't need some unhealthy, like, father figure. Like, you built him up in your mind, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah. I've, I'm here, and I love you as you are, and I accept you as you are. Yeah. And it was just such, like... Such it such a good story yeah like. it
1: was cool too because even with uncle Iroh you didn't know that he lost his son until much much, much later, later. Like, he was just
2: kind of around making yeah. sure that you know Zuko was kind of in the right direction <laughs> yeah
1: yeah so then when you do find out then it all is like oh wow like, like that's
2: oh, so sad that sad yeah and then at one point yeah. Zuko like ugh he just like betrays him and yeah it's so sad yeah
1: what I liked about Zuko is he felt Three, four, five times before he finally turned his life around. But what I really like is he did eventually turn his life around. Because once again, it's a kid's tale, yeah. and you want you don't want bad people. Like you know, they had they cast the nameless villain as these like file realtors, and that's fine. Like it's just like unbridled aggression. But like you know, you want these characters that can actually redeem themselves, no matter how many times they fail.
2: Well, and the whole point was like control the aggression. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It was so crazy because like. I was, I, from the beginning, I was like, oh, Zuko. Like, for sure my favorite. He's going to come around. He's going to... And then he didn't. And then he didn't more. And then he didn't more. And then he And then he, he betrayed his bad. uncle. <laughs> and then he betrayed his... And I was like, there's no what fucking the returning for this guy. Like, that's... It's done. That's so sad. Like, and then he came around. And, like really i think i cried on that episode too It was just like oh yeah yeah great great storyline
1: what was super nice too is like so he turned his life around and then he wasn't able to make amends with his uncle until the very last episode
2: yeah like i didn't know where he was coming back yeah he just kind of, okay so Which this was... was the other part of the whole movie where i was just like wait what the actual fuck so uncle iroh was in jail and he was just kind of left there. Like, yeah. whatever. Every time he wasn't eating, he wasn't doing anything. Yeah,
1: so just, basically, like, the big uh, Iroh Zuko moment that was the betrayal was, you know, they, Zuko and his sister had trapped the Avatar, and then Zuko went to hunt the Avatar one more time and betrayed his uncle. Like, there's a huge moment, like... And it was, Great like, episode.
2: heartbreak But
1: hotel. in betraying his uncle, the uncle also betrayed all of the Fire Nation, where he wasn't banished before, now he was banished yeah, and, like, yeah. locked up in jail. and like, Locked
2: up forever. Yeah. And so it was this weird time where, like, this man of composure and dignity and, like, metaphors and wisdom, yeah. he was, like animalistic in this jail cell so like somebody would come in with some food and he would run over to it like an animal and he would just like scarf it up and blah blah blah, and they're like mocking him like oh you fat lard and you fat this and you fat that whatever and then again he just kind of like he just disappears yeah he's just like in this jail whatever then something happens and he like they're trying there's the revolution starts yeah yeah And he hears about it. He tells the one person that's been nice to him and, like, checks on him, gives gives him extra food. He's like, you need to leave today. Like, you need to leave. (laughs) And then out of nowhere, like, fat monk who's, like, again. This old
1: fat tea drinker, hippie kind of, like, Asian hippie maybe. (laughs) Like, imagine some
2: fat Asian guy who's a monk. Like, he's bald. He's, like, out of nowhere. He takes off his cloak and he's, like... Like Thor, yeah, just runs. fucking joked This whole time he's been working out in the background and yeah. like not showing anybody, not telling anybody. Yeah. But that's all he's and been like doing making detail. them think
1: that he's just like this animal or like depressed, like and like fucking like, taught. Yeah. Okay, was, let's talk about that. <laughs> yeah, he that. pulled an Andrew Tate.
2: He just pulled an Andrew Tate. <laughs> did like a thousand kilometers in the jail cell. Yeah,
1: doing pull running, ups on the bars, pull ups,
2: push ups. He's yeah. like taking over, but nobody knows yeah.
1: that. So he breaks free and then he joins like his secret organization that he's been a part of where it's the white lotus society and it's a society that um basically is always trying to work together with the avatar and all the elements to try to make sure like subtly everything's working to like like make sure high
2: high high secret society yeah yeah
1: yeah so he's a part of that and then like it's cool too like you're like okay so that's where like that's how you're not like the rest of the fire nation that's always portrayed as like crazy always
2: kind of had this other element and
1: uh it's cool too like he's like yeah i learned this technique from water bending his lightning Right, you know, he's like there is much to learn from other cultures, and like he helps. And he's so
2: weird because yeah, now that you're saying that, there's these little snippets throughout the the show, and it's all Mm -hmm. wrapped up Mm -hmm. at the end. You learn so
1: much about the world through him, and like just like especially how the elements relate because this whole time he's trying to temper Zuko his this his nephew or whatever, and he's just like, you know, like careful. Who's
2: technically supposed to be the next crowned, like Fire Lord?
1: Yeah. So you also eventually find out that Prince Iron or Uncle Iroh was supposed to be the Fire Lord, but then he Mm -hmm. was betrayed, kinda. Well, not, kind he lost his son, and then he kind of was a wreck, and then didn't, yeah, you can't quite have that. But, like, I don't, yeah, anyways, regardless, great character. Great character. Fucking great. And just him and Zuko. But, yeah, they finally get to reunite after Zuko, like, Iroh had no idea that Zuko was had helping. Changed. Exactly. Yeah. And in the final moments or whatever, it's like they see each other. So they like,
2: whoa, you're here. And it was like everything that he had worked so hard for. Yeah, and yeah. he was like, it's <laughs> making me emotional right now. Like, so he was nice. So proud of him. And yeah. it was like, it was kind of a like, I needed to let you go so that you could grow. Yeah. And now that you're back, you're exactly who I knew you would be. And it was like, beautiful, beautiful moment. What do they yeah. call that? The lost yeah like a prodigal son very um, much yeah yeah so so good yeah. everything that uh iroh had ever wanted uh, yeah. had happened it's very nice so so good.
1: um yeah and the only other great character of the show is
2: great character <laughs> this cabbage man the cabbage okay so again the storyline is these four characters three to start four to finish are traveling all over the world Learning, pole, from the north exploring. to the south pole to go to all of these different elements, all of these different tribes, all of these different temples, all of these different people, like, <laughs> traveling everywhere, okay? But pretty much like, every place they go, they, like, bring destruction. Like, there's... They, they have to help somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and so then all of a sudden the towns are in. Or... And they try to do their best to make it up. And, like, everybody loves the Avatar. They appreciate yeah. him. He's doing their best. But there's, like, some destruction, right? <laughs> and this... This one cabbage guy... Yeah. Is... I guess the
1: greatest collateral damage where yeah.
2: all yeah exactly he is the collateral damage and yeah. all of us yeah disgusting. he
1: just you run into him like five or six times and his cabbage cart gets wrecked it's like
2: my cabbage and then he's or like try just... so he goes to the next place and then the avatar <laughs> no. follows him and then it's just like this poor guy and then at the end it's just like again it's destroyed and it's like this poor, <laughs> poor man God. like it's wild I was very Ugh. emotionally attached to that poor guy too.
1: so funny it's wild Okay, let's talk about some more powers of the show because yeah, there's there's obvious examples of like air bending, water bending, fire bending, earth bending, but like within those there's like different types of bending like uh
2: everybody uses them so differently like i would have my own technique that i've worked on since i was three yeah that nobody else would know across the world
1: yeah so some cool powers that we'll talk about is um we talked about metal metal bending that was very cool like yeah that just changes the whole way you would interact with the world because they're building all their buildings out of stone now they could just rip metal from the ground and like yeah yeah use that very cool um combustion man he was pretty cool he was a firebender he basically was like this super assassin that prince suko hired at one point
2: oh my god that guy yeah yeah
1: and basically his ability was he was able to where normally you have to do arm movements to like channel and channel the elements but this guy could use it psychically so he could shoot a warp fire blast from his mind yeah it's very cool so he's hunting him and just shooting like just
2: like lasers down, 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 <laughs> yeah. down. just very destructive he's very powerful it's really yeah, hard yeah. to beat him because he just jumps from one place to another and yeah and yeah. uh
1: they blow him up a couple times like uh they get in a couple conflicts and they hurt him a couple times but then he finally does die and i think he might have been the only character in the whole show to actually officially die
2: and then it was like thank god like he thank was following god. him for so long and what had happened was Zuko like, was trying to still find him, and he was like, go get them. He sent them on the way, and then yeah. had changed. So then he was like, shit, like, yeah. I just sent an assassin after that Yeah, boy.
1: and even after Zuko was like, stop hunting them. He's like, no. Was like, oh, <laughs> and that might have been his only line in the whole, sh- whole show. Because yeah. that was what was funny about him, too. I like, was so single-minded. Like, he had, like, a bionic arm and hand, and he's just running around stomping, like, yeah, just, he was like, given a no verbal communication.
2: It. It's so wild. Oh, yeah. But didn't Zuko end up, like, killing him?
1: Uh, I think it was it Zuko or Aang. It might have been Zuko. It must have been yeah. Zuko. But yeah, he definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh,
2: so you typically like earth bending. That's yeah. your favorite element. Yeah. Tell us about swamp. Bending. Swamp,
1: cool. uh, swamp bending is cool. Basically, swamp bending is use water in the vines, and you then can bend vines and plants. So you're kind of like a plant bender, essentially. So this one swamp bender would. Uh, just grab all the vines and he made, like, this vine monster Bond around. Or seaweed yeah, or... and just, like, sh- swamping around and, like, huge tentacle beast type thing is very cool. Yeah. Like, just a cut, such a different way to bend. Because then I imagine him going to the village and, like, their village is built out of these, like, Trees uh, and stuff. Trees that are, yeah. like, like, you, you know, you would see
2: some... into any root.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You would see some, like, villages where it's like, okay, yeah, how do you... Or some, like, fantasy settings where it's like, how do you actually do that Mm -hmm. but then it makes sense like with water bedding yeah you could grow those tree trunks to be perfect and it wouldn't take 10,000 years well even
2: at the end he had come like he was not really there for the last fight and then he had come in halfway through and they were like where have you been he was like oh i needed to get seaweed like mind your business like
0: (laughs) It Just took to like, me a dude, while, like the and then he's like this huge guy, or he's like
2: two giants on yeah. top of each other. But like, yeah, yeah it's realistic that that would take some time. That take some time, <laughs> but
1: yeah, super cool. I really liked, uh, I really liked him, and I, w- I feel like he was a unique bender. Like, I don't think there's that many swamp benders.
2: Yeah, um, yeah,
1: plant benders.
2: Um, water bending. Some like they, they could. T- no, was it water bending or air bending where they could swim underwater and have?
1: It could be either. You could air bend a bubble of air around you, or you could air bend the water away from you, right, to create the bubble of air.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah. was super cool, super handy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there. Oh, I guess that's more of inventions.
1: Yeah. Uh, to that later. With water bending, though, another cool one is blood bending, and this kind of came out of nowhere. And for a kids' show, the water bending is probably the darkest thing thing in blood the whole. Bending. Oh, the blood bending is probably the darkest thing in the whole show.
2: Well, and it starts because it's like some old lady who's yeah. creepy and then yeah, like like kind an of witchy, witch. <laughs> like, you know. I'm pretty sure she turns out to be a witch. Yeah. and She's like relying on the moon for the power and yeah. like the elements and it's.
1: But yeah, basically, you take the water in people's bodies and you use it against them. them. Yeah, and it's the most powerful form of bending, and eventually it gets outlawed and stuff. And, and yeah. Uh,
2: but it's extremely painful. It's, like, yeah. you can you can take anybody in the room kind of thing, like, but you can only harness it at, on in the moon. Yeah, yeah. Like, with the moon's energy on a full moon night. Yeah. But dark, like, very, very dark. Very dark,
1: very, like, because when they do it, they're all, like, crinkly, like, like, doing,
0: yeah, like, the whole, like. Yeah, very much in pain. You can yeah. kind of hear
2: things breaking. And yeah, like, it's not good. I don't it's like. It's not good. Ugh um but very interesting because again like it can get dark if the if your power is <laughs> yeah yeah given to just everybody yeah. but that
1: was a cool part of katara so she learns actually how to blood bend she's also a healer so it's like she's quite the powerful bender and yeah. like, this is what i would say like that's why she picked up bending so quick like she's just like some type of prodigy like she just yeah, did not have the right
2: she didn't have any teacher any
1: teacher yeah um But, uh, yeah, so she, she learns not to bloodbend, and, like, she does it a little bit, and, like, learns the evil of it, and, like, it's even cool, like, they get to then talk about how, like, that's such an evasion of someone's free will, or whatever, and it's just, like, yeah, 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 like, there's some things you just do not cross, you just do not cross body autonomy.
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, have we covered everything? Airbending, yeah. oh, some people would use airbending for, like, flying. Yeah, sure, you not could... Not just for fighting, which I thought was cool. Yeah. Some people have, like, air under their feet. And, like... Yeah.
1: Or if some firebenders could, like, shoot jets from their hand and be, like, a little right. rocket ship.
2: Yeah, like, uh, uh, what's that guy?
1: Zuko? No. no. Iron Man. Iron Man, like <laughs> Iron Man. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, lightning. Lightning was a f- firebender yeah. technique where it's like, yeah, they could just shoot lightning and channel it, and that was pretty cool, too.
2: Yeah, channel it from the sky and, Yeah. 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 yeah there's
1: lots of different ways it's it was very cool like how creative they could get
2: The end fight was kind of like yeah
1: Sandbenders are different than earth well they are earth benders but it's a different style like cuz it's just like just imagine picking up a billion of something is different yeah. than picking up one boulder And then having
2: to use it and even water, sometimes you would take the water and then make icicles out of them and then throw oh, the yeah, ice Yeah yeah you
1: cuz i guess you could change like the chemical property of it like and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah, yeah. water ice are the same thing
2: Yeah super cool interesting like, yeah and then even in the last fight they had they were fighting it was the avatar and the fire lord yeah and they were fighting on i don't know oh like think like maybe is it arizona with a whole bunch of those like
1: yeah like desert uh, mesa plateaus yeah so yeah. there's a
2: whole bunch they're super high up some are lower down but they're like jumping from the wall like throwing each <laughs> other from like one to the other and yeah. it's like, super super cool how they, you can use their powers to get through it all yeah or yeah it all and yeah then,
1: use a platform to like uh, an earthbending platform to like spring you out of the ground like yeah. yeah launch you that way or
2: stop somebody from like walking forward yeah it's wild to see how they use it it's yeah. very creative they oh, have, I, have a lot of lot of good writers for this
1: yeah yeah uh earthbending the one other rare technique i guess was like for the blind chick Toph, she used, like, vibrations in the earth, and she could yeah. just, like, s- through the earth, she could just see everything, essentially. But then, like, if somebody jumps, then she's like, where'd she go? Where'd yeah. you go?
2: Yeah, so she yeah. hated being in the air. She hated flying. Yeah. And she hated being on the air temples, because it wasn't in, actually like, a boat. connected to, or, yeah, in a boat. Yeah. Because it wasn't actually connected to anything. She couldn't feel the vibrations. Yeah, crazy. Which, like, it was wild, because you were, like, how, like... And I have, a like, It's annoying when, like, in shows these days, when they're, like... I'm a 12 year old girl, and I could beat a 40 year old gangster man <laughs> yeah. fighting his. Gold. Like yeah, it's just yeah. so unrealistic, tossing to people things. around. But this was really interesting because she could use the vibrations, and then it could, she could see everything. She yeah. would she would locate people in caves because she could see all yeah, of yeah. it and hear it through her the vibrations, which is like aren't bats like no bats are
1: um, ultrasonic? Yeah, that's yeah. a little different, but super cool. Yeah, and like,
2: super believable in that setting.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, and when you include bending, it doesn't necessarily matter how old you are. You could just be a natural, strong bender. Yeah. So that really helps.
2: Yeah. Um, okay, some of the inventions that. Okay, so obviously it's like, you've got these airbenders, you've got these benders in general, but like kind of irritating as a non bender, right? Yeah. And then even then, if I'm a fire bender and I'm trying to get through, I don't know, earth benders, like you got to have some tools and you got to. So yeah. one of the things that they had was digger tanks. These, like, <laughs> it was so cool. Can you describe it for the crowd?
1: The digger tanks, like, the fire. No, no,
2: no,
1: no, no, no. What do you mean, which digger tanks?
2: The ones that went through those walls.
1: Like the big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yeah, it was almost like a giant, like, bug? Piston snake. And as it kind of pistoned itself forward and, like, pushed itself forward, there's a giant drill on the end that, like, spun and then it had like water pumping through and they yeah so then it like cut through the rock and pushed all the mush out the back and yeah um they had a couple really crazy like constructions like that where um yeah like they were just on the precipice of unlocking like the industrial revolution essentially so you know the Fire Lord the Fire Nation, when they attack again, they have tanks all of a sudden, like,
2: mm-hmm. and these like crazy bug mechanical things. Mechanical If yeah. it flips over, it's okay because the wheels are yeah, like a track tank, it, like, yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah,
1: yeah, very crazy. <coughs> um, yeah, yeah, just like through firebending, then yeah, you can heat metal in a different way and kind of forge it a little differently. So then they're unlocking these kind of secrets like that now. It's pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Um. Um. There was this one character who. I think he was part of like an Earth nation or whatever, but he didn't have any powers. He was an inventor though, like an engineer. Yeah. And um, Sokka ended up learning a lot from him because he was very like engineer mindset. Yeah, creative. Create. Yeah. Exactly. So. It starts out where this guy was like supplying the Fire Nation with all of this these inventions. All these, yeah. Uh, but then, of course, he turned good, and then you know you got to use the or our yeah, like you know play.
1: he he was threat the Fire Nation was threatening his family. One right. of those type of situations. Bad guy for- or not a bad guy, forced to do bad things, kind of thing.
2: Yeah, but came yeah. up with a bunch of different cool inventions, yeah. flying inventions. He didn't actually need to fly.
1: Yeah, yeah. His son was like. uh... Uh, in a wheelchair so he made like a little like winged uh flying flying chair there for him
2: yeah yeah it was super cool like school and (laughs) they were all just gliders yeah yeah so they used that to their benefit when coming to war and all that kind of stuff super creative because then it gave the people who were not benders or who had injuries like that a leg up but then still believable
1: yeah yeah no exactly yeah no it's pretty cool um Yeah, and even just, like, during the battles and stuff, there would be, like, non-benders that were, like, uh, chi blockers that could, like, you know, hit you in certain ways and then take away your powers and then you're just, like... Temporarily. Temporarily. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Or just, like, you know, crazy swordsmen, so it's just, like, yeah. They had a great way that even if you're not a bender, you could still potentially be a A crazy badass warrior or useful or doing something cool.
2: Part of the army, for sure. Yeah. So why do you, like this show so much
1: um i like that it just is just so wholesome like i can put on this show and i know that i'm not gonna be forced with some huge issue you know it's just so wholesome at the end of every episode the the problem of the episode is going to be solved in a very nice way you're going to learn some lessons are going to have some wholesome moments where it's kids like kids
2: could watch it yeah adults like can watch it yeah
1: and and it's not even just like that I like being wholesome. Thanks. Like, dare I say it. I don't like debauchery. Dare, dare I say it. Well, so, yeah. And I like, I like... just, like, it's just so nice watching, like, you know, Sokka bond with his father after so long. And just, like, nice moments of people growing and changing and trying to be better. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: Yeah, standing out instead of conforming. Um,
1: but I also like this show because, yeah, it's a great setting. Like, they did a fantastic job world building. One thing um, every setting needs is, like, its form of magic. Um, You know, like, 40k has the warp, Harry Potter has... The Lion,
2: the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah, everything
1: has... But one thing about magic systems, there's kind of two types. There's some that are, like, actually grounded magic systems, and then there are fantasiful fantasiful magic systems or whatever. So, for example, Harry Potter, it's just just gobbledygook magic. There's always another spell for exactly what you need. It doesn't fucking matter, like... Mm. You know what I mean? It just is an arbitrary system, and you could go through it and find, well, that magic does not actually relate well to this magic. And why wouldn't you just use this magic in every goddamn situation if it's available to you?
2: Yeah, I've always thought that.
1: Yeah. It's just not a good magic system, believe it or not. Right. Horrible. Where I really like this because I I love stories and, like, you know, world-building aspects and then coming up with, like, that solid system where it's actually coherent and the bending all can relate – and fit and you're not having to do a huge stretch of like well w- wait a minute go back a second yeah. like yeah. again
2: fights were believable and yeah architecture
1: became believable yeah. like yeah Yeah. Uh, cultures became believable it was cool like you you know just earthbenders are much more stoic and calm than firebenders yeah. and that would then play into their nation and uh yeah so i really like the magic system as well the characters are fantastic um Like, every character I feel like is useful in this show. Yeah. We're watching the next one, like, Series 2, Legend of Korra or whatever, and I feel like there are just so many fucking useless characters.
2: Yes, I agree. And, like... It's very much a different setting. Like, I don't know... I don't like it. Like yeah, the, I don't like. I I thought a, a few times about just like quitting it where the yeah. first season ended because that was a good story. That would have been it. Yeah, that would have been it. Now yeah. I feel like it's a whole different show. Yeah, Once, which is but, weird.
1: We'll get into that maybe later. But yeah, like every character I feel like is useful, and every character has some story development. Um it just, it's just a good, wholesome show. It
2: keeps you, like, engaged the whole time. Yeah, great emotionally storytelling. Emotionally invested the whole it, time. Emotionally
1: invested, yeah, like... Yeah.
2: And then the fight yeah. scenes.
1: Yeah, the fight scenes are pretty cool, like...
2: F- Again, yeah, All the bending is, 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 so is very different. unique,
1: and just, like, how they different do it all, and...
2: Yeah, I You know, I it's all very like a-
1: much, like, Asian martial arts, too, plays into all the bending, yeah. so it's like, you could tell, like, oh, that's a fighting crane style for airbending, or, or whatever. That's not accurate, but, you know.
2: I genuinely felt like I never watched the fight scene twice
1: yeah 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 and there's yeah. a
2: lot of fight scenes
1: yeah like it was like how often was like whoa did you see that new type of bending and like, again
2: because like even katara would be just in a new setting where there wasn't so much water so how did she get around that yeah like all oh, of a sudden sewer water from the bottom of the town great and sure yeah there's like water in sh- like turn in the, the water to
1: mist down. all of a sudden yeah it's like okay yeah that's within the realm of bending i get that
2: she'll take a cloud and like it's just so cool how she just like it well every character just uses the the surroundings Mm -hmm. because that's what their powers rely on yeah yeah just the elements around you yeah um the
1: other good thing i like about this show is just yeah like i i just i like all the little meditation lessons and just like i i as you as you put a child in front of this like you can feel comfortable that they're going to like, maybe they'll pick up on some of these things. If I'm feeling angry, I should sit down and think like they will pick up on whatever you put in front of them. That's the thing. Yeah. Because that okay. happens even when you're an adult, but when you're an adult, you can actually shuffle. What's what?
2: Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, so I, I really like that. Like, yeah, every character just goes to a huge character development for the better when they do bad things they make amends for it i love that there there is respect for parents i don't think ever you see them being disrespectful for to a parent even zuko and his dad it's like he wasn't a disrespectful bratty son like you know there's just some values and stuff that they wouldn't cross and like that's important yeah i don't know
2: yeah no it's very wholesome it's very like there are life lessons yeah and if you're, like, looking to improve yourself, watch this show because you can grab the life lessons from every episode. For sure, so for sure. Yeah. Like, be kind and be humble and yeah. be, be nice to your siblings and listen to your siblings and, like, listen your... to the team around you. Yeah.
1: Use whatever you have to your advantage. Be yeah. creative, whatever. It's Adapt just great. to the environment. Um, yeah, so for a kid's show, 10 out of 10. Like, 10 out of you 10. Must see for a kid. As an adult, still a fucking great show.
2: Do you have a favorite episode?
1: Um... I could probably name a couple. I really like the swamp bending one. Yeah. I remember that time too, because it was another world building episode too, where, you know, and gets in touch with the spirits and like he communes and he learns everything's connected and like everything is one. And it just is really like, think what you will, who knows about religious beliefs, but like, these are good values to have, like, you know, there what you do here affects over here.
2: Yeah. hundred percent. You yeah. can't ever just go through life thinking that consequences yeah. are not around the corner.
1: Yeah, but also the swamp ending was fucking sweet. Yeah. And also in that episode, Appa and uh, Momo were being, like, chased, and it was cute, and then it was sad when they got captured, but then they got released, and they were yeah. hanging out with, like, uh, a cod gator. Yeah. yeah. At the end, like, they're hanging out with these hillbillies. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: Great episode.
2: Yeah. 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 <laughs> I honestly, I don't know if <coughs> I could even think of episodes.
1: They're all fantastic. That's the a thing. They're fantastic. Like, I feel like the only criticism of this show I have was the Katara one, where it's just yeah. like, whoa, she got that put- power shift awfully sudden, like, and it didn't feel like... Even if they had
2: prepped her in that episode, be like, listen, you are going to be a fire... or like a water master. Mm-hmm. It's important for you to step up and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, like- When you meet blah, blah in this city four episodes later... You'll like something will happen, but you need to work on this up until then. Yeah, and then had included that even in four episodes. Like,
1: yeah, there could have just been a small, low knot, but it was just such a one episode she was splashing around in puddles trying to bend, and then the next one she was battling a master, yeah, bender.
2: Yeah, it was and just like, so random. And like, it's hard to
1: say, maybe that episode there's three weeks in between, but like, yeah, seemed odd to me. Yeah, only criticism of the show.
2: Yeah, and the whole show takes like six months. I guess, from start to finish. So that
1: quick? Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Because yeah. it's
2: like the they have to do it before the solstice the com- or whatever.
1: Yeah, the comet. Um,
2: um, yeah. Other
1: favorite episodes? Man, I cried during so many episodes, but I think the one that made me cry the hardest, and even if I uh, seen it now, it probably... Uh, it was Appa when he got captured.
2: Oh, and like yeah, yeah, Appa's
1: just flying bison, it was just so sad, like the
2: loyalty to him. Yeah, and like, he and tried like so hard to save Aang
1: and, and then he's fatter. fighting off critters and he gets a little wounded and it was just so sad And all he's trying
2: to do is just get back to Aang. Yeah. And it's like he's just so helpless and yeah. like oh
1: Yeah. So oh, sad. another kind of sad one but also also kind of not. was kind of funny You're was... you
2: getting
1: emotional. Uh, Momo's uh, little adventure that he had in that Earth City. Oh, yeah. There's, yeah, like, like,
2: this random episode where it's, like, Momo's adventure. Yeah, because,
1: like, he was then trying to find Appa to Momo at one point. So they he, all got separated. Yeah, so then, you know, he'd go on his adventure. He's, like, stealing fruit. And then, like, these wild cats, like sneak up on him so he runs away and they all get captured together and then Momo escapes and even this like he went back and he saved those cats yeah, and then the cats were so happy and then he had a gang of cats Momo and the cats and it was so cool yeah yeah but like even that like every moment they they you can you can know it's gonna go for a wholesome thing yeah or that the bad people are actually gonna get reprimanded yeah you know
2: yeah and even like true to the animals characteristics the whole time
1: yeah, sure, like, like, yeah, yeah, Momo, like, was this playful, happy thing, he likes animals, yeah,
2: yeah. And it's weird like, to do episodes on, like, animals that don't talk.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just like this, like... the this, fact like... that
2: they were able to do that so well, and you, like, connect with them, and yeah. you know them, and you're, like, crying with Appa, and, like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah,
1: the Momo one was so funny, because it was from his point of view, so at one point, he's talking to Aang, and it's just yeah. like... And Ang's just like...
2: What?
1: Another couple funny episodes, where there were two hallucination episodes, one they were in the the desert and Sokka was oh, eating, like, yeah. cactus funny. and getting fucked up on mushrooms, essentially.
2: Yeah, like, he just like had this cactus thing and he was eating it blindly and just had so much and he was tripping out the entire <laughs> episode. He's walking through the, the oh, desert man. and just tripping balls. Yeah, that was so pretty funny. funny.
1: Um, And then the other tripping one was uh, Aang was sleep deprived and he was, like, talking to Momo and, like, oh, yeah everyone's walking watching him now make bo, bo,
2: bo, bo. <laughs> yeah it just looks weird like hey you need to sleep but like yeah, yeah you're going crazy you're going
1: crazy yeah yeah great show great show yeah i don't know it's just if you haven't seen it go watch it yeah do it uh do we want to talk about quickly the last the other one i don't know if i feel like i'll ever have an episode for the series too
2: <sighs> i i like. like it would
1: have to drastically change i feel like for me to want to talk about it
2: I, like, don't recommend, honestly. Like, it's not the same story. It's already not wholesome. It's, like... Yeah. There's drama. There's attitudes, It's so whiny and, like... Yeah.
1: Uh, like, that one's aimed at, like, uh...
2: Young adults.
1: Yeah, like... What's what's the demographic, like, smaller than young adults? I'm like, okay, small. teenagers, maybe. <sighs> teenagers Possibly. can be young. But, like, these characters are young adults, like, 18... Yeah, 17. 18. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of, like, uh...
2: Those kind of problems.
1: yeah. It's a little less like, yeah. And then yeah. and then the thing about that one too is like now industrial revolution has happened. It feels like you're in like, like it setting went from is like New York. Yeah, which it feels is like wild. you went to like Brooklyn. Like it just like
2: like all of a sudden you're not in this like Asian setting with like the Zen and the elements. Yeah, and, and like, like
1: while it was an Asian setting, it all felt unique. Where this yeah. just feels like you just slapped me down in New York, man. And like, like
2: why are you not making up your own?
1: Yeah, like, like, even, like, like the flooding. radio show is, like,
2: wow, training, yeah.
1: Like, it's just, like, Fuck.
2: I also, and, like, hot take, uh, I don't like that the main character is a female. I think she's very emotional. She's not, yeah. a, like, an emotionally sound avatar, especially at her age, given that Aang was so much younger, and, like, he got it. Yeah. She's just, like, a brat. She's mean to her boyfriend just because of it. She's, like, selfish. She's arrogant. I guess she's been, like, kind of, like uh it sheltered most of her life but she's she's just very quick and like yeah. just, i don't like her That's yeah main character
1: it's very interesting when you get deep into character development another thing i like about avatar the first one is it is wholesome solid truth such as boys are boys and girls are girls and we act differently and we have different problems yeah. like that seeped into the avatar one yeah. where now, when you look at Korra, she actually acts like a man. She's not a good female protagonist because she doesn't really act like a female. Right. Because I don't equate being bitchy and rude to being female. Yeah. Like, but she's super aggressive. Every problem that she tries to tackle is head on. Very manly, very yeah, muscular. Yeah, you talk about like... like
2: masculine energy and mm-hmm. feminine energy. She doesn't fight like a female. Yeah.
1: Like... And even if you compare it to Korra, who is going on crazy adventures. Katara. Uh, Katara. <laughs> Katara. Yeah. You know, like very different. Like, very, like, this is kind of. Embracing females, and well, like you I mean, have to embrace your female. One nature. of the things
2: that you pointed out early on was Katara in the first Avatar. She was very much the mother. She sewed things for the boys. She kept them together. She kept them grounded. She kept them like she was very much feminine energy in that group. Yep. She still was badass in her own way. Yep. She had her own power. She was a leader in in a large sense. Yep. Uh, she had healing powers, which not a lot of people in the world have. So yeah. like that that elevates her as it is. But she was very much in her feminine energy, yeah. and I really liked that. You don't yeah. need to be masculine to be powerful.
1: Yeah, and that's what I, I feel like. Women like it just, don't like, need to be masculine. This is kind of one of those things with a lot of female characters that are lauded as great female characters when they are not great female characters. Yeah. They are masculine characters. Like, well, and it's Because like, with Cora, literally, close your eyes. You put, replace her with a, bo- a, a boy, nothing changes with her. Yeah. The problems are all still the same, right? There's
2: Well, except for her attitude, which I feel is, like, entirely... Boys can she, have like,
1: attitude, too, though.
2: I know, but even, like, I feel like, especially because she was so masculine in her fighting styles and her, like, whatever, hmm. it's annoying that they're, like, they pull out these feminine, like... I'm gonna be annoying. I'm gonna be high maintenance. Blah 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 blah. Well, I'm gonna take on the world. Yeah, and
1: that's what I'm saying about about her. She she takes masculine qualities and makes that her main part, and then takes the weak, not weak
2: aspect. Like, and I don't even
1: want to say that it's female characteristics to be bitchy because I don't think it is. I think men can be just as bitchy. We just call it a different. Like a man
2: wrote this character. That's what I feel like. A woman is like. Yes. Did Dylan Mulvaney get in? In yeah
1: that. like and i don't know what i just feel like all the other characters were natural they felt normal yeah. they felt right they yeah there was no characters that were kind of shoehorned in or kind of like well wait how is this kind of happening now or yeah, like,
2: like what is even happening And
1: i know there can be like tomboys out there like you're a tomboy for i sure. know there are some people like that and like but it just i don't know
2: not a good character and for her to be the main character it's kind of a bummer
1: yeah not my favorite
2: um, she also has some sidekicks, but again, they, like...
1: They're kind of just, like, whatever. They're kind of
2: stupid. Like yeah. Like, one's just an idiot. And it's not like Sokka's... Like, Sokka made stupid jokes and, like, kept the kept the team light in all of the horrendous things that they were going through. But then
1: every time you needed him, he, he came through, yeah. essentially, you know? Whereas
2: all of these people... Like, there's one guy who's, like, dating this, like, super... Cri- oh, this is another thing how they portray relationships in this exactly so unhealthy exactly like women controlling them literally controlling and like he's trying to break up with her he's terrified of her (laughs) she's like nope getting married i can't like and she's like after him and (laughs) it's just awful how they treat relationships in this yeah
1: well i feel like a lot of these problems the first one just doesn't have yeah and like I said, I like being wholesome.
2: But you step into the first world of New York and you get first world problems. Yeah,
1: interesting, interesting. That's now, hilarious. in this
2: one, very um, much Industrial Revolution.
1: Yeah, and the big the big plot of the first season, like we've only watched the first season now and a little bit of the second one, is um, it's division, essentially. And this yeah. it is non-benders versus benders. And basically, it's like this whole class warfare. And while, yeah, man, I, I like some stories. I like my... Grimdark 40K, I can get some settings, but I just, I just, I can't, I don't know if I can take it anymore. I just see some of these things where it's like, that hit too close to home, man. Like,
2: Yeah, we're going to take away your bending, and we're going to take away this because you're different, and you're not included in the whatever
1: yeah where well, the first one like i said like it was awesome never once did i feel like i was less for not being a bender like i feel yeah. like i could fit in that world like if i could choose any world and be that one like, to
2: protect that world yeah
1: and like i'm useful to benders too because i got my own stuff like yeah, yeah. this
2: fucked up class system yeah like it they just have, like automobiles and planes and trains and like it's not you're no longer using the elements to live yeah. You're relying on this, this shit. And then you even talked, to, or you even said that the fighting wasn't as good, but it makes sense because they're not using the elements as much.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The fighting definitely, like... And you, this is
2: now two generations down, almost three generations yeah, down. Yeah, so
1: it's just, like, weaker, kind of gayer bending mixed yeah. with some cool technology, sure, but I didn't they're come here for technology, I came tune. here for the bending.
2: Definitely out of tune with the spiritual aspect. Yeah, yeah. Definitely out of tune with, like, the past benders, like... Yeah ang and relied on the the past benders for guidance and like you're the only one who understands what the avatar is like and there's some benders that ye- that were angry and there were some benders that kind of fell off the rail for a little bit and yeah. blah 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 but the yeah it's just not it's
1: just it's just it's just dark i feel like it just it has more dark overtones and i would like from like what i think is just kind of like should be a children's show like yeah you can have adversity and that's yeah, you can have some complicated themes, but also, I don't know, like, start sewing class division, then all of a sudden the kid's like, well, I don't have bending, why should I like bending?
2: Yeah. It's so,
1: like... and the problem, too, is, like, so you watch you watch Avatar, right? The kid loves it, guaranteed, and he watches it at the appropriate age. Then he watches the next one right after, and that's a huge fucking shift. Like, I would never let a child watch the second one. Yeah. Not until he he is, like, you know, a teenager. Then, yeah. then maybe you open up that.
2: Well, and I don't think that showing like, class division and normalizing that should, it, like, they just... There are some strong kid.
1: themes, and it's just, like, some strong themes you need to avoid from children, or you need to have them in the appropriate time and conversation yeah. and like appropriate, the appropriate,
2: like... The relationship theme is, out like, strong throughout, the it's mm-hmm. a very hot topic, whereas in the first season, or the first Avatar, mm-hmm. it was not. It's
1: more very cutesy, like... You apparently
2: know? they end this with the two main characters who up until where we are are fighting over a boy evidently they become lesbians for each other
1: yeah so and this is what i feel like there's just it's some voice. like very heavy themes and i almost feel like this one was written more with an agenda just where the first one was agenda. written like as it's a masterpiece in and of itself Masterpiece. but this one yeah like so the main character cora apparently becomes a lesbian which even is just though, like, like
2: wild too, because like, so how can you go with knowing yourself and knowing the elements and being one with yourself? And both and like, you,
1: you are literally the bridge between the spiritual world and the reality. Like, you should be fucking in tuned.
2: Like, it's just wild. But it's... then, of
1: course, I'm guaranteed she's hurt by Mako, and it's out what turned to lesbian. We'll find out.
2: Yeah. It's so
1: like dumb. I don't know. I feel like, and even that is just like a disrespect to like true gay and bisexual people, who are just like born that way, where it's like. You know, it's not
2: revenge to be gay. That's so unhealthy.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, so crazy. Exactly.
2: Um, you had mentioned that like what makes a good show is world building, the consistent magic system, fight scenes, and likable characters. Yeah. All in all, would you say that Avatar has all of that the first avatar
1: yeah the first one has that like it yeah. has the world building like i said like they have so many world building episodes like
2: highly recommend everybody watch it honestly yeah. it's i don't
1: recommend a lot of tv shows that are not trash tv where it's just like if you want to dirty your soul go watch this but
2: yeah. this well, is truly fine. good
1: yeah uh consistent magic system that will take me out of a world completely mm-hmm. one thing i like about 40k is like they don't have a consistent magic system, but they clarify it by saying, well, the warp is a fucking tricky thing.
2: It's interesting you know? that you even described it like that because I've, now that I'm thinking about even what I grew up on, like mm-hmm. Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe, it's a that wa- was a, it was a magic system that where it's just like grounded. So it only happened in this wardrobe yeah. throughout the time. It, like it still came from the wardrobe. So sometimes yeah. it was an apple, sometimes it was whatever, but still like very much grounded with Adventures in Odyssey. They had the imagination station. Hmm. So real world, but then you can go into this uh, imagination world where anything's sure. possible. And, like, that element of magic has always made something better.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's that uh, spiritual flair. We all crave the unknown, the yeah, no, extra yeah. kind of peripherally things.
2: Yeah. The, um, well, yeah, our minds need to get engaged. You need to start thinking yeah. about this stuff. And, yeah, it's good.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there are definitely some magic systems that are way better than others. And, like, yeah. it's always interesting to see how some... Uh, magic systems work and stuff and like just whatever yeah Yeah.
2: great show all in all All 11 out of 10 recommend yeah okay as requested it's been a long time since we've done an animal update and there's a lot that's been going on (laughs) yeah geez okay so (laughs) when we first got these chicks no let's back backtrack even a little bit more the wise words of Opa <laughs> yeah. were, do not get attached. Yeah. He he's, said, he's like a man of few words yeah. when it comes down to it.
1: Yeah. It's like, you're on a farm now. Don't get attached to farm animals.
2: And was very clear about that when he visited. Like, very, yeah, very yeah, clear yeah. about that. Yeah. He said it a thousand times. That's what I got from him not on that trip. If there was one piece of wisdom he wanted to impart on us, yeah. that was it. Yeah. So then we got chicks and that... Blew out of my mind, la di da. He doesn't know what he's talking about. He hasn't lived on a farm for, like, seven years. Of his <laughs> he wasn't life. a pig like, farmer. <laughs> he doesn't know anything. Whatever. So then we, Mark, had like built me a chicken coop for fifteen chicks. Okay, we started with fifteen chicks, yeah. and then like handed it to me. Kind of took it back and was like, "Hey, don't get attached. So you need to know that maybe not all
0: fifteen of these are going to actually <laughs> yeah. make it to
2: adulthood." And I was like, "Huh, interesting." And then kind of just like, "Okay, well that's like that's just all that's going to happen." Yeah, that might happen. So, whatever. A couple days later. So, then, yeah, like a week and a half later, two chickens just vanished. Disappeared. Just gone one night. No I went corpses. in, counted my chickens, no corpse, no blood, no feathers, no yeah. anything, just gone. Yeah. So, could have been a snake, could have been, I, I have no idea. Yeah, no clue. No clue, just gone. Yeah. Then, the 13th chicken... Um, Diego was like we had like introduced the chicks to Diego. He's very sweet. He's yeah, he, he loves, loves babies. Them. He yeah. he's always loved cheese. He loves the affection. He's like yeah. definitely like one of those he's one of those dogs that will adopt all of the animals. Yeah, and
1: just lick them. He
2: needs to cuddle them. He yeah. needs to be like on he loves animals. But
1: unfortunately he's a big He's big a big dog. So sloppy like, dog.
2: His paw is probably Twice what the chicken were, was at this point. Yeah. And one of the chickens had gotten out. He got excited and then yeah. potted it and then on her And, like,
1: got excited, like, happy. Not even, like, got excited, thing. like, chase or, yeah. like, yeah. And but... so,
2: yeah, had touched it, probably just trying to give it a little boop on the head. So yeah. nice, so Aww. cute, not gentle, and broke its back. Yeah. The issue with chicks is, like, and, sorry, gruesome here, but, like, when you go for wing night, like imagine how easy it is to you snap these ripped, bones yeah. and like they're just so delicate and like so this poor chick still alive had just like it was bruised this whole back was bruised yeah, so i showed I him to walk. yeah so i showed him to benarito just like our neighbor and i was like listen and he was like no but yeah, no, the chick wasn't even big enough to eat so like benny took him and yeah. that's it that's whatever yeah then shit got interesting around here yeah yeah like it's interesting like I hate
1: watching animals suffer but like as soon as you make up the mind okay it's not I wish I knew more just so I knew when that line was you know and I'll learn that yeah. like I have no problem sentencing an animal to death if it's like you're in pain it's just yeah what's the... like what do you do like yeah just... sorry bud
2: yeah 100% but So, one morning, Diego was, like, barking. It was, like, 3 in the morning when he started, and then consistent, and I'm like, what the fuck? Luckily, we didn't have guests at that point, but I was like, holy shit. So we tried (laughs) to bring this dog inside, I'm, like, up at 3 in the morning, which means I'm not going back to sleep now. (laughs) Like, now I'm up. So he, I lock him inside, and he's, like, panicking, he's not happy about this. The (laughs) cats are all outside, he's, and I was like, well, maybe, I mean, I did drag him inside, so maybe he has to go pee. Yeah, yeah. That's rational. So then right away, like consistent barking and it's not like panic barking, it's just consistent like Yeah, just, just like barking. Yeah. And then so like four thirty or five in the morning, no, it must have even been after that. Maybe it started at four. Yeah. Um, then so like five thirty six in the morning, the sun's starting to come up and I'm like done with this dog like why did we get these dogs so i go out and i'm all like mad and i like walk out to the bodega and there's this fucking alligator <laughs> like an actual real life dragon in my backyard
1: a nice little caiman
2: wild so yeah. i'm like mark we have a like there's an alligator in the backyard. you need to get up so he got out of bed and came and we like we grabbed a basket or whatever to like hold him. <laughs> yeah. The animals like Diego was laying down when I went out there, laying there, just watching like, it, kind of hanging
1: it. ten feet away from it, and it
2: wasn't moving or anything. It's just
1: a little gator too. It's only like a foot, like probably and a half. the length
2: of my arm. Yeah, yeah,
1: just a little guy.
2: So tiny. Yeah. Um. So then, okay. Like and like, Mark's been working on your what crotalid things. Yeah,
1: my gator hunter space marines <laughs> forever so like what is this you know yeah, i like, summon some gators here what now i need this? to uh, finish my Crota so they can go hunt the gator yeah so basically we captured this gator we and then we're like home. do we keep it do we not well we should keep it for a day get a couple cool pictures leave it alone mostly like we weren't we yeah, weren't like, harassing the thing no
2: yeah we're not like, picking it up we're not touching no, it at by a all, couple pictures
1: like, we're like, like five feet away yeah Ooh, like, no, like no, i don't no, know no, if no, the thing's gonna like run at run at yeah yeah yeah
2: and then we, like, tried to feed him and stuff, but he's, like, a predator. So, like, they need live food, and yeah. I'm not feeding him, like, a chicken. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. So, then we were, like, okay. So, we have these guests, and they're, like, let's all release the gator. Yeah. This is going to be awesome, whatever. So, we take him like, outside of our property line. Yeah, a like, little bit. just. But, like, <laughs> still outside of our property. Like, we've got this, like weird mesh fence. It's fine. The yeah, dogs whatever. get through, but it's quiet.
1: Yeah, I'm like thinking like it won't come back here. Like it knows we're here now. There's Yeah, like dogs maybe we traumatized this like, thing. Yeah, like, yeah. He well, It doesn't like, want to come here. It'd
2: be stupid to come here, right? It'd be... It'd be there's a, nothing here for it. You know when they say like if you love something, let it go. And yeah. if it comes back, it loves yours. you too. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it came back. It came back.
2: So, oh, it's so wild. <laughs> the okay, like, came back. I think I should just not go for naps anymore. So I come out from my sleep and I like need a good 40 minutes to wake up. I need coffee. I need alone time. I need peace. I yeah. need quiet. Like I do not wake up very well from a nap. So I come out and I'm about to go see my chicks, which is yeah, cause that's what you do. So it's just like, like I know I, I, I have to catch
1: it. So you're not out there looking for chicks. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: Oh, wait, why is there only? <laughs> so we're at 11 at this point. So 11 chicks. So I go yeah. out or I come out of the bedroom and Mark's like, babe, before you go outside, I have to tell you something. And I'm like, what? Again, half asleep. Like, I've been awake for 30 seconds. Like, this but is not... But you were going out there, so I had to tell yeah. you. Yeah. So then he's like, listen, I went out there, and I think the gator's back. What had happened was... And I mean, this makes sense. Like, it makes sense that it would yeah. be a gator, because gators have this, like, death roll. So they grab you, and then roll, and then, like, yeah. cut your arm off, essentially. Yeah. So I guess they're... Well, you can describe it. Well,
1: yeah. I basically, there's, like... Uh, chicken with a mangled to shit neck, and its head was completely missing, nowhere to be found. But its body was completely fine.
2: Yeah, and, and again, it's just like this one of like our, our a tiny gator, like yeah, tiny. Yeah, camel. and it was
1: one of our baby chicks too. So yeah, yeah. it definitely came back and got one because it was pretty messy.
2: But now, like, fuck this thing. Like now, yeah. I don't like if he comes yeah. back, he's getting killed.
1: Yeah, so now it's like we got to figure out maybe how to do a gator trap. But like,
2: yeah, it's I don't,
1: shitty. I don't know. Hopefully, it just doesn't come back.
2: Yeah, yikes. So, <laughs> anybody want to come and trap a gator? <laughs> we'll yeah, let you stay fuck. here for a couple of days.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thinking about that, it's like, yeah, we maybe should have put that farther. But at the same time, it's like, what do you do? What do you fucking do? What
2: do you do? I'm like, and then we were like, hey, it's a nocturnal animal, so we're gonna like wait till it's dark, till it's nighttime, then go bring it out so yeah. that it can like just be awake and run away. Yeah. So I'm not going that far in the jungle in the dark. Yeah. Like, what? Do you, I'm not on a suicide mission. I'm trying <laughs> to get rid of this thing. So, it's fine. We're at an even 10 chickens. It's fine, right? Yeah. Until but... I go for my next nap, <laughs> which brings us to the next oh, yeah. piece of nature.
1: Yeah, I seen a vicious hawk attack. It was pretty wild. Like it's I stumbled wild. up from my nap, and I was just sitting down on the deck, and out of the corner of my eye, I seen, like, this black sh- thing shuffling. So, I look, and I'm like, oh, shit, that's a baby chicken and a hawk or whatever. So, I run over there. Um... And then, you know, the chick or the hawk flies away. And I'm like, shit, it has the one in its grasp. But then I did manage to save the other one. So it had two. It was fucking up two. Um, but during the commotion, yeah, I tripped a little bit. and like. He shim- literally
2: has a hole in his foot, right? Yeah,
1: whatever. Fuck it. It's crazy. Yeah. Poor guy. Uh, yeah, it was quite the stumble, though.
2: So yeah, we've got hawks, we've got gators, we've got
1: yeah, I... yeah. So now I'm like, yeah, I, if the hawk is a situation. Yeah, we definitely need like a little owl to put on our chicken yeah. coop.
2: So now we're down to nine, and I have worked extremely yeah. hard for oh, these she... chicks to think that I was their mother. The issue is that I go out and talk to them. I never say like I know I don't do chicken sounds. I don't do anything. I'm just like, oh my god, (laughs) my babies, babies, Babies. and then they all kind of come from wherever they are. I can kind of stand in the middle of the yard, and then they'll come (laughs) to me from wherever they are. Yeah. The issue is that while I'm working on the front deck, they hear my voice. So today they figured out today, and they are three months old ish, almost three months old. Today they figured out how to get on the deck and around. And
1: around, yeah. and now it's like we're sitting on the deck. Chickens are like, bop, 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 bop. and
2: like <laughs> adorable. Okay, I'm totally here for the ambiance of the chick noises. Yeah, very nice. It's nice when I'm on They're the phone cute. with my friends. It's like little little peeps in the back. It's like adorable. <laughs> There's one that really really likes me. He just kind of wants to sit on me. He can yeah. sit on <laughs> me for like an hour and be totally okay. But they shit. Yeah, chicken shit. Everywhere.
1: And in the backyard, it's sweet. Like, it rains here so much, oh, and we have so many so dogs and chickens. So, like, it's... It just... It all disappears, but yeah. on a wooden deck?
2: Like, and we have, like, That's limited nice. water. We can't just, like, like...
1: Yeah, you don't want to be hosing a deck down every day. And I
2: also don't want to be walking around a deck with fucking paper towel or cloths. Like, ugh!
1: Yeah, no, I think it's, like... You get, like, a mop, and you just do, like, a seaweed. Oh, I mean yeah, a, like, a, uh, an like an ocean I mean.
2: dip. <laughs> yeah, but then I wonder how hard that is on the on the wood.
1: Yeah, it's probably not the best. And it
2: makes like, it so slippery.
1: Yeah, and it's, like, dirty.
2: We should just get, oh, no, because that's awful, too. Ugh,
1: Yeah, Chickens. see, that's a chicken shit problem. Look what I've done. Yeah, we'll get bigger water, and then it won't be as big of a deal. And... I also
2: want some ducks. Oh, I also confirmed this week I've decided I was really kind of going between sheep and goats. I've determined I for sure want goats, and I specifically want the now, mini goats. Now, just remember,
1: just remember this, though. So. I'm not telling you how to live your life. Just remember when you got two dogs and they are dastardly, now times that by goat.
2: Yeah, but goats will stay in their pen that we create for them.
1: You think you're really going to keep a goat locked up?
2: Not all the time, but I can <laughs> put them back when they're
1: annoying. You think they're not just always gonna be annoying? You think they're not gonna go run through the mangroves with the dogs on their adventures and they're like yeah, they were like fucking rescuing swim. goats? Like, you never know, man. You've seen some crazy.
2: Oh, ye <laughs> little faith. Hey, we're here for adventures. Goat- okay? I'm
1: happy for you and your goats. Besides, I just all my deeply worry for my sanity. For the best.
2: And also we can stick diapers on them if you really want. And also I want the miniature goats, so uh they're basically like the best kind of health.
1: pet. Yeah, a miniature goat could be okay. They went up to as much, but
2: Which means three. Yeah, which whatever. means actually they can have two to to five, I think. It could get rowdy, okay? And I'm just like I think that's like in a couple like maybe in a year. I need to I'm still figuring out how to keep chickens alive at this yeah, point. Geez. Like, yeah, jeez. Let's not get crazy. But, yeah, things are happening around the farm. It's wild. Um, It's an interesting time. We have, like, such crazy plans for the Airbnb and such crazy plans for, like, even us in Panama. We've almost owned this place for a year. Yeah, crazy. And it's so crazy to see how much we've we've done and are still going to do. And, like, even the reactions to the the people are like, wait, you're doing that? What? Okay. (laughs) That's cool. You guys are so young, like it's awesome. That's a good time in Panama. Yeah. World of opportunity. Definitely glad that we did this.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah, my biggest problem in life is I don't know how to shoot it. hop down. Should we get BB guns or what?
1: Yeah, you just pretty much point aim and call her a day. Cool. Yeah, especially with both of them on it.
2: Boom, boom. Boom, boom. Yeah. It'll be fun.
1: and we'll feed that fucking bird too. See, <laughs> I grew up in
2: Alberta, so my lifelong dream was having some, like, ranch or whatever where I could just sit on the back deck and shoot gophers. <laughs> I guess I'm shooting hawks yeah, and shooting uh, hawks, gators. So hawks and gators. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Um, do we have anything next week? No idea. Cool. I guess we're going to figure that out this week. If anybody has requests, feel free to send them. Um, PillowTalkWithMarcanBee at com or uh, reach out on Instagram uh facebook or tiktok and if anybody wants to support the show oh no i'm so bad at this one okay (laughs) if anybody wants to support the show you can uh reach out on uh patreon slash pillow talk with mark and b there's Mm. also a description (laughs) below and it's like a one-time donation and i mean realistically guys how many how much money do you spend on like you know tim horton's tea
1: yeah, I always just think, like, fuck, man, if everyone gave us just one dollar, that'd be a lot of extra cash all of a sudden.
2: Wouldn't it be so nice? We could get so many chickens and we then read the like the Then
1: the goats would even oh! be an opportunity. Yeah. yeah, but
2: you can't, like, buy knowledge. I don't know. That's fast. Oh, Stressful. <laughs> ah! Okay. Um, yeah, feel free to uh, support the show. Um, and thanks to those who have. Okay. Yeah. And thanks for listening.
1: Adios.